Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 505 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be hearing from Van Life about the auditions for The Voice that take place at their open mic night at the Dog and Gun. That's coming up on the 20th of March. And we'll be hearing from one of the contestants on The Voice Kids. Lucy Thomas has got an album out, so we'll be hearing some music from her and having a chat about how she's got to where she is now. Lupin Theatre have returned to the Forbidden Planet on the way, so we'll be hearing about that show from its director. Cultural Dramatic Society let us know about their show, which celebrates their 70th anniversary. It is the Vicar of Dibley. But first of all... The Grand Theatre are providing seven free two-hour workshops for those aged 11 through 16 if they fancy go at stand-up comedy. To tell me more, I'm joined now by the Grand Theatre's Creative Learning Coordinator, James Collins. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? All good here, and you've got something funny going on down there. Yes, we. <laughs> I have. Yes, so we have these workshops. They're called "Sound of You Think You're Funny" is the name of the of the uh, project, and they consist of seven two-hour free workshops. And at the end of that, uh, that they will hopefully have a five-minute piece of stand-up comedy that these 11 to 16-year-olds, it will be for 11 to 16-year-olds, will then uh, perform in our encore lounge in front of family and friends. This will all be hosted and led by uh, Janice Connolly, who's uh, alter ego. Barbara Nice. Yeah, yes. I, 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 Nice she's... is in the biscuit. Barbara is in Streisland. <laughs> she says she's um, lovely. So she's lovely. I, yes, I've, I've I've worked with her for about the past ten years in different guises. And um, to be honest, if if Janice wasn't able to do this, I don't think I'd I would be doing it because she's the, just a perfect candidate for someone to work with young people and really encourage them to, to, to progress in this and, and to actually stand... Because it's, it's a very, very nerve-wracking thing. Doing, I've, I've tried stand-up comedy, and it's, it's the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she can really encourage them and, and go about the workshops in a way that she'll actually, at the end of it, they will want to perform their material. She'll be leading those uh, two-hour workshops for anyone aged between 11 and 16. We've got places for 10 people in the project and hopefully by the end of it they will then feel confident enough to perform their five minute piece of standard comedy well it's going to be an absolutely massive confidence boost across the board for them and this all gets going on the 18th of may and it's running on a saturday isn't it yeah so it starts on the 18th of may and it runs in our spotlight lounge at the theater 12 till 2 of the uh, workshops and that goes from the 18th of may until the 29th of june on the saturday and then the following Sunday, uh, which I believe is the 30th of June, will then be the um, the, the performance in the in our encore lounge, which will be uh, a performance in front of friends and family. And also Janice, aka Barbara and Ice, will be hosting the the afternoon as well. So it'll be a, a great afternoon of comedy, new comedy from from uh, young people. And then you've got Janice as well on top of that, uh, comparing the the afternoon. So it should be should be superb it's going to be absolutely fantastic i can tell that much already just from knowing what's going on and as you say you wouldn't be doing if it wasn't for janice and it's going to be uh, well worth getting these kids involved so 10 places applications have to be in by friday the 29th of march i believe yes so the 29th of march will be when when they hand their application forms in uh if you go to the website i think the best thing to do would be to go to the website and if you go and to find the creative learning section and click on other opportunities 
and then you'll see everything on there. Uh, then at the bottom, there's an application form to fill in. And what we ask for really is everyone to fill in the application form, but also to provide a link to or to send a 30-second video of them just saying a funny story or telling a funny joke. Um, but we, we need to, I really want to get across to people that the past experience of doing this sort of thing or even performing is not, you know, is not essential at all. Uh, we, we just want somebody who feels that they, they want to have a go at doing stand-up comedy. And 11 through uh, 16 is a good, good age group to hit as well, isn't it? Because they're going to be just starting to think about what they want to do and maybe get into performing arts and the like. Yeah, they may not have tried it before, and it's a, it's a, it's a good routine. And I tell you what, if you can get up and and, and perform your own material in front of, uh, obviously there will be some friends and family there, but there'll be friends and family, other people, so there'll be strangers there. If you can get up and do that, you can get up and do anything. Honestly, don't want to put people off saying it's nerve wracking. However, uh, with, with Janice's support and guidance, hopefully they'll then gain the confidence to be able to. Uh, perform that at the end of the uh, end of the workshops and you never know they could find them applying for britain's got talent next time around and ended up doing something like that it, it gives well, the you know, suitable confidence boost well there you go i mean performing gives people confidence boost anyway you know and brings brings people out their shell but actually performing stand-up comedy i think would just do wonders for people it really would and uh, you know whether it's at school making them laugh on the playground or whatever they choose to do later in life it's yeah. going to be absolutely fantastic for them so yeah. if they, they go along to the website grandtheatre.co.uk click on the uh, little menu that drops down look for creative learning on there click on other opportunities or if they can actually email you jamesc at grandtheatre.co.uk can't they yeah they can if, there's, uh, if, if they're having trouble just finding that link I can then send them a link and give them any other information if they, if they, if they require any other information uh, and and then I'll yeah that they can then apply online and send the video or if, if they're having trouble sending the video if it's too big then it's just a link to the video if they've got the video saved somewhere on YouTube or mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's called is it Vimeo Vimeo is a good one yes well I, I like the Vimeo one, yeah, that's useful yeah. yes I have a Vimeo so uh, and anyway and and if people are having issues with that say they can't do it for whatever reason then then just send me an email and and, and let me know and I'll try and you know assist you in that as well. James C uh, at GrandTheatre.co.uk. That's the way to do that's it. That's it. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So basically, all the applications in for Friday the 29th of March, and then we'll be contacting successful applicants by Friday the 12th of April to yeah. uh, let you know that you'll be taking part in the project. And for those 10 youngsters taking part, the dates they have to be available the 18th of May through till the 30th of June, and it's two hours, 12 through till two every Saturday, and then the Sunday afternoon performance. Yep, that's correct. It's essential that people are available for all those dates because you don't want to be missing uh, workshops and obviously you don't want to be missing the end performance as well because uh, that's when you can actually highlight and show what you've been doing for the last uh, seven weeks, really. Sounds like a brilliant opportunity. Get yourself along and involved. Get the kids involved. If they're 11 through 16, it's a great one to do. James Collins of the Grand Theatre Creative Learning Coordinator, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Soon. In a moment to do time, we'll hear from Lucy Thomas all about her appearance on The Voice and her brand new album. Before we do, let's take the single that's been released from that album. This is Never Enough. I'm trying to hold my breath Let it stay this way Can't let this moment end You set off a dream Getting loud now 
That's Lucy Thomas with Never Enough, her single, taken from the album Premiere, and she joins me on the line now to have a little bit of a chat. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. So there's there's not that many 14-year-olds releasing albums just at the moment, are there? <laughs> I know, it feels quite surreal. It does. But, I mean, you're uh, from there in Wigan in Lancashire. You had a huge following when you were on ITV's The Voice Kids, and it must have been great being part of that as an experience as well. It was amazing. Such an experience. I loved every little minute of it. Something that I'll never forget. And it, I was so nervous, I can't tell you, but at the same time, so excited. And I wouldn't change anything that happened at all. <laughs> well, when you've got someone like Pixie Lot describing you as faultless, that must really be a great boost to the ego. Yeah, I know. It's a fine compliment coming from her. It's all a bit of a blur, really, when I was on there. Like, I can't really remember much that happened, but now, looking back and listening to the things that people have said about me, it's amazing. Well, I mean, that's all good news. It means that we've now got this album to come from you. And do you think this would have happened without the voice, or would it maybe take a little while longer before we were you know, seeing CDs with your photo on them around the world? Well, Chris Broom, who is in charge of the... Cavendish Records, which 
produced the album. Um, he'd been following me for quite a while, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I think me being on The Voice just showed him that I was ready, perhaps, yeah. and that um, I was confident enough and that I could handle pressure and being knocked off in the semi-finals, that I could still keep on going. And that's what you really need, resilience and confidence. It's not an easy industry to get into once you are there, making sure you stay at the fore can be quite tricky as mm. well. So tell me about the, the music itself. I mean, who's been writing all of this? Well, on the album there's 12 tracks, four of which are originals, not wrote by me, but written by Chris Broom, who is in charge of the whole album, basically. And he, these four songs um, he wrote, also his forthcoming musical, Rosie, which he's hoping to get into the West End in the future. Um, the beautiful songs, I really hope that he does get Rosie into the West End because it, it's a great story and the songs on there are amazing and each one has a, such a special meaning to me. And then all the rest are more musical theatre and film songs, all quite big songs, <laughs> uh, but we decided to go with that kind of theme because it fits most into my vocal range. It's what I feel most at home with musical theatre songs and the four songs from Rosie are very, very musical theatre, which is normally what I tend to sing to. So does this mean we can expect a musical theatre career as soon as you are able to uh, get away from your schooling days? Well, yeah, like you say, I'm still at school, obviously, and I've got to get that sorted and get that as a backup. Um, but hopefully, I don't know what path to go down, really. People say, oh, would you like to be on the West End? And... Yeah, half of me's like, yeah, I'd love to. And then half of me's like, oh, I'd want to be touring somewhere. So I don't. it depends what opportunities come up, but I would love to be on the West End because when I was 10, I auditioned for Matilda in, in the West End and got to the final six girls to be Matilda and then just narrowly missed out. And that was the biggest knock that I took, really. Being 10 years old and being so close to getting something that you really want, it was hard to take and I felt so weak and flat after that and it took me a while to pick myself back up and gain the confidence again which I did and then I kept on going and I still am today. Well yeah and with the album out there as well this has really put a, a seal on everything you've done so far and it does have to be a journey it can't just be handed over on, on a plate as it were you, you yeah. proved you had the talent for how far you got and yeah, you never yeah, know what's going to help somebody choose at that final hurdle when it's something like Matilda so you know it's a big thing to at least have gone for let alone have succeeded mm -hmm. in getting yeah no I believe that what happens happens for a reason and if I didn't get over the lows then I wouldn't have the highs now and I think it's just showed that I'm stronger and that I keep on going and then that's why probably I was noticed as being that person and then able to make the album. So it's all, it all adds together, adds to my story. <laughs> well, the releases are out there now. You can start picking up these uh, recordings online and on CD as well. LucyThomasMusic.com is the website. But if you're going to take another track off the album, what would you most like us to play? Favourite original song, probably Starlight, just because it was the final song that I recorded and it's the hardest song on the whole album, I think. And I struggled with it a lot, but I remember being in that recording studio and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Because if you listen to the last, very final note in this song, it's a big one and it took some time for me to get, but I, now it's so rewarding when I listen to it. And I think how proud I am of, 
of what I've achieved. So this is probably why this is my favourite song on the whole album, possibly. Well, your whole family must be really proud of everything you've done so far. Mm. I know that's going to continue into the future. Lucy Thomas Music, to find out more, and all the usual outlets to get your hands on the album premiere. But for now, Lucy, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. That's Lucy Thomas with Starlight here on The Milk Bar. 
On the 20th of March, The Voice from ITV are bringing their auditions to the city of Wolverhampton. It's all going to be taking place at the open mic night at the Dog and Gun, and the custodians of that are Nick and Chris, a.k.a. Van Life. Hello to you both. Hello, hello, good to meet you. Good to meet you too, and obviously it's a massive night in itself, so it's really pleasing for you to have the honour of playing host to The Voice. Absolutely fantastic, and we've been overwhelmed by the response that we've had from the uh, general public who've shared with gay abandon our post about the um, event on the 20th of March. Yeah, how did this all come about? Well, we've got some really good friends out at One Way Music. Mm-hmm. One of the researchers turned up at One Way Music and asked about an open mic night, and they recommended us. The researcher then got in touch with the uh, pub management and uh, Gavin told them that they really needed to speak to Van Life, so okay. that was that. Yeah. We called the researcher and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> and we're here now actually sat on the stage where the, it is all normally takes place. It's yes. table 12 during the week, <laughs> but yeah. once a fortnight it, it turns into the, the, the open mic Absolutely. night. And there's a, a lot of opportunities to get on here, but how does it all work getting involved? Because uh, will there be a running order for the night of those who are going to get to audition? I mean... Yeah, I mean, on the on the open mic uh, night, normally people just turn up, sign in, and you know we always get quite well attended, and and uh, you know some real good talent that that, that we've got here, which uh, I guess you know is, is is why you know when when Andy from One Way recommended us, is why they he pointed the voice in, the, in into this direction, but it's going to be a bit different, I think, for when the voice comes, because I think we're going to have a. A lot more, you know, a really, really busy night. So we will have. It is a first come, first serve basis. So we'll be signing up from sort of 7:30. We'll have a list. You know, people will put their name down, and you know, talking to the the researchers from the Voice, they, you know, they're saying that you'll they'll probably only have time for one song. So people prepare one song, bring their instrument with them, or you know, bring a backing track on an electronic device. You know, we can cater for that. We can cater for like sort of uh, you know, uh, solo artists, duos, and or, or trios. But uh, but yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a hell of a night. Yeah, so there will be a running order, but as I say, it will be a first come first serve thing. And the age range on this is has to be over the age of sixteen, and that's a set date this year, isn't it? Yeah, and the um, you know the, the voice has stipulated that the, the entrants have to be um, sixteen either on or before the 1st of October 2019. You know, but, uh, and this is all for the 2020 series, so it's lots of planning in advance. So a TV stardom could beckon for some of the people from the, uh, the Technol and Wolverhampton area. They most certainly can, and we draw people from all, all over the place, and so not just Wolverhampton, but the wider sort of West Midlands. It's all good. So if people want to come down, tell us about the open mic nights themselves. When does it normally take place? Yeah, I mean we have an op- we run an open mic every two weeks. Uh, the next one is the sixth. Yeah, sixth of March. Yeah. yeah, so it's every fortnight, uh, yeah, Wednesday nights, and it's it's a really good night, and we and we sort of pride ourselves in making it a really inclusive, sort of friendly, friendly atmosphere. Because sometimes these places can be a little bit intimidating, especially for new performers. Mm-hmm. But we try and you know welcome you know any new performers, and we have regulars as well. So it, it's it's a good family atmosphere, and a good sort of friendly atmosphere, and people you know get up and have a go. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's a really good night. So you know recommend you come along, and give it a try. Absolutely. And the biggie is, of course, those voice auditions, the 20th of March, turn up nice and early. So 7.30 is start time, but when do you think people should start turning up from? From 7 o'clock, I would recommend. Yeah, yeah. We'll be setting up from 7, so we'll get we'll get the list, you know, and people, you know, can, can sign up from 7. You know, we'll sort of set up, get, you know, get warmed up and get the, make sure everything's working all right. But from 7.30, then we'll probably get some performers on. Okay, big question. Will you two guys be auditioning? No. <laughs> <laughs> Van Life won't be trying to take part, but it's going to be absolutely massive for everyone else. And if they do want to find out more, have you got a website as well? Yeah, I mean, you can find us on Facebook. Um, 
uh, you look at van life on on, on facebook or you know, social media or, or, or nikki Carson, and chris Carson, and you'll certainly get to us all the dog and gun page we certainly share all the information and and, and on our open mic nights we'll always put an event out and we'll record the nights as well so when people come they, they we send them the, the the video so they get to see themselves perform so, so it's a uh, it's a good night, a really good night. Oh, lovely venue. I've smelled glorious food as well, so it's going to make it an even better night when people do come down. But the 20th is when it's all happening for The Voice as it arrives in Wolverhampton and your chance to maybe get yourself on ITV. But thank you, Chris and Nicky, a.k.a. Van Life. Thank yeah, thanks, thank Jason. Thank you very much. Let's take another track now from Lucy Thomas's album premiere. This is One Day. One day from Lucy Thomas here on The Milk Bar. 
Cultural Dramatic Society are back on stage from the 10th to the 13th of April. To tell us more, I'm joined now by several of the cast of The Vicar of Dibley. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Right, so let's, let's walk through. We've got, we've got Dan Harper, you're directing, aren't you? Yes. Uh, we have Sammy Reid, who's playing Geraldine. You see, I'm nodding on the wireless. We do like that. Uh, then uh, next up, John Bingham playing Jim Trot. No, 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 no. Yes, but, but yes, right. yes. And uh, then we have Katie Hallam playing Alice. That's me. Hello to you all. So uh, this is quite a, an interesting one to do. It Some is. great comedy, and on the 70th anniversary of Cultural Dramatic Society. Yeah. So back in 1949, Cultural Dramatic Society presented their first play of "She Passed Through the Rain." Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many people won't remember the play. Or even remember going to watch it. So to start our 70th birthday celebrations off, we are putting on Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. Which, as most people know, if you've seen it on TV, is one hilarious TV series. Absolutely amazing. It and is, and the, the the stage production is uh, is great too. It's, it's it's exactly the same. It's series one and two compiled over a two-hour show. Mm-hmm. So you see the arrival of Geraldine to the wedding of Hugo and Alice. It, all those two series. It's squashed in. And there isn't, isn't a scene where you won't be laughing out loud. It's very funny. We uh, hope. Yeah, that, I know this is all down to you because you're Geraldine. I know. So you've got a lot of work to do there. Big boots to fill, mm-hmm. definitely. And a uh, great, great uh, script. So you, what are you bringing to Geraldine? Oh, gosh. Um, a bit of Sammy. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. It's I'm enjoying it. And there's a few scenes where I think, oh, yeah, I'm quite getting my character now. I think you've now, got the sass down really yeah, well. it's... I'm just, I'm trying my best. I'm doing what I can. I just think I know it's a big part to fill, and obviously Dawn French does an amazing job. And mm-hmm. to have to follow on from that, I don't. And she was going through one of her large stages when Geraldine arrived on the scene. Does this mean we're going to get you padded out? No. Because there's nothing to you. No. <laughs> oh, that's lovely of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> no, we we took the decision not to because we don't want to copy the TV series. We want our adaptation on it. Yeah. So our Alice won't be blonde. Okay. Um. So yeah, that that's my interpretation of it. I don't want to match the TV series. I want to make it our own, and we've got a lot of different characterizations from the TV series, but we have kept certain aspects of the TV series. Like I won't be blonde. I will still have the, the, the bob. And, yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's yeah. It. But I think that that's probably yeah. iconic, isn't it? We've yeah. kept what Ian Garrow and Paul Carpenter originally thought in, but we've made slight adaptations. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Alice, I mean, this is uh, another role. Which is quite specific to this story. You need to make sure you're getting this right. Yes, there's. It's quite scary as well. I'm Emma, Emma Chambers Emma played Chambers. It in mm-hmm. the show, and she was. I actually had not watched Vicar of Dibley until I got the part in this, and when I watched it back, I thought, "Oh, my God, how do I back out of this? How do I? <laughs> how do I match you that?" Can't. She was incredible. I yeah. think we've all had that moment. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but, it was too late for me. I think. Yeah. Absolutely amazing yeah, characterization. She did a brilliant job. Sadly, really no longer did. with us, but yeah. uh, absolutely lovely woman as well, by all accounts. And we do have one of her greatest scenes ever filmed of. I can't believe it's not Butter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the scene everyone always remembers from Emma Chambers yep. and the Vicar of Dibley. Absolutely the brilliant. The scene I'm you. going to get wrong. No, <laughs> you will be fine. It's brilliant. We expect great things because it is Constable Dramatic Society. And Jim Trotter, an interesting one to play, John. Yes. Uh, it's, as you say, it's an iconic series and um, a very powerful cast throughout. It is difficult to avoid being exactly the same as them but people tend to expect something that's very similar mm-hmm. so it's 
as, as Dan said, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Uh, because you can't be... Because they, they're such amazing character actors that you can't be them, be them. No, you, no, you're no, always, no. So be, being your version of the character is mm. probably going to be the best way of approaching yes. all this, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. You, you're yeah. on a hiding to nothing if you try to be them, because yeah. we can't. They're perfection. They're some yeah, of the finest yeah. British comedian actors we've yeah. seen in a very long time. Like Roger Lloyd Pack as Owen, you know, mm. not, yeah. no one could touch him. He was he's I think, incredible. I think people will watch it and, you know, you'll have those moments when you're watching it where you think, oh, gosh, yeah, they've, they've really took on that part. But then mm. you'll also get lost into it where you see the characters coming out as individuals away from the show. But there'll also be moments where they think, oh, that's just like the show, I'm sure, because you, you can't help but fall into that mm. rhythm when you're going through it anyway. But the spirit's there, the script's there, yeah. and that's all that's what's going to make it work. So... All the details on how to get All along. The details. So, dates are the 10th to the 13th of April at mm-hmm. Codsell Village Hall. Um, <coughs> it, stick it, it starts at 7.30. Uh, the Saturday matinee is 2.30pm. Tickets for the Wednesday and Saturday are £9 and the Friday and Thursday are 9 50 You can get tickets from Ian Rigby, the Jewellers on Birch's Bridge and the Village Crafts in the Square at Codsell. The ticket hotline is 01902 or the hotline... Uh, order online is www.codsawdramaticsociety.co.uk and tickets are on sale now. So you can get your tickets, get in there early because you want to get good seats. It's selling out mm-hmm. quite quickly, I believe. Yeah, so uh, make sure you get along for this one. Yeah. But I think that the other magic is it's the 70th anniversary. And, and John, you were there when it all started. No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's, it, it, there's, there's people who remember the early days, I'm yes, sure. Uh, I'm sure there are. Some, somewhere in the village there's bound to be someone that as a toddler was brought to one of our children's plays, mm-hmm. which as if you've been to one of our shows, they are iconic because they're so unusually peculiar at Christmas. Normally you go and see a panto as our plays for children. So we have a, new, a unique experience. So people that come to see us know that we do things slightly differently down at Codswell Dramatic Society. And there's pencils up for grabs there's in the, in the colouring competition. What oh, more could you ask for? That's, that's, that, that's what stands out in my mind. Starting off our 70th with the Vicar of Dibley, the entire society are so excited about this year because we've got mm-hmm. a lot planned. And I think this one, we've kind of gone slightly bigger than we would on some of the costumes, mm-hmm. uh, trying to recreate the iconic wedding dress scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've gone all out, really, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't series one or two for the chocolate fountain, so I'd like to see that bit done. But. Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, but no, that won't be in it because that gets messy. Yes, we um, we did have a member say to us that it was a shame the bunny scene wasn't in it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I was yeah. just yeah. going to say yeah. that. Yeah, the bunny scene. or jumping in the puddle. Or jumping in the puddle. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't like to do that. But there's still a load of amazing there's stuff. So much yeah. stuff left to yeah. do, and I believe that you know at some point they'll they'll do a number two. Which yeah. hopefully in a few years' time we may be able to to yeah. put on and like we did with Ladies Down Under, we yeah. did one, yeah. then did two. Yeah, so we followed with the sequel on that one. So fingers crossed for that one. However, it's going to be an amazing show. Give us the details again. The, the dates are dates are the tenth to the thirteenth of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, ticket prices are nine pounds for Wednesday and Saturday, and that is seven thirty, and then two thirty on the Saturday. Thursday and Friday is nine pounds fifty, which is also seven thirty. You can get tickets from Ian Rigby, the Julia's Jewellers on Birch's Bridge, the Village Crafts, Codsall the Square. And you can get it online at www.codsaltdramaticsociety.co.uk Alternatively, call our hotline, which is 01902-267322. So thank you all for joining us. Godsall Dramatic Society, going from strength to strength, 70 years young, and you're going to be around for at least another 140, oh, easy. I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll still be there. Yeah. <laughs> so you keep turning up. Oh, um, thanks, Jason. We look forward to seeing the show. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks. Time for our final tune now from Lucy Thomas. Of course, you heard her that she was on The Voice Kids. This is a duet she's done with Will Callan, The Day That I Met You. Like a river flowing. 
Lucy Thomas with the day that I met you here on the Milk Bar. Lupin Theatre have returned to the Forbidden Planet from the 14th through 16th of March. To tell me more, I'm joined by the director, Mags Page. Hello. 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 So, Hi. I'm good. You all right? Very good, thank you. Ready for a bit of rock and roll? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing, I'm going to guess. Yeah, all 33 music numbers. It's, uh, how much hard work was that we putting together? I've lost count now. <laughs> I've kind of got to the point where I'm thinking, have I done them all? Oh, there's another four left to do. But yeah, it's good fun. And uh, I suppose uh, around all of this, you've got the costumes, you've got the, yeah. the, the show, you've got a spaceship uh, and a robot to deal with. Yes. So imagine Star Trek set to uh, the storyline of The Tempest. Yeah. On the, on the theme of the B-movie Forbidden Planet. Yeah. With Robbie the Robot, a.k.a. Ariel the Robot, Yes. set it to a number of um, rock and roll numbers and you've got Return to the Forbidden Planet. What more could you ask for? Well, actually, a newscaster who's somewhat well-known. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lovely Jill Jordan, who was appearing at Panto recently at the Grand, mm-hmm. um, she recorded as the newscaster for us. So, newscaster, 
As in Doreen, it is Doreen. Doreen Tipton is newscasting yeah. in this one. All pre-recorded. All pre-recorded. Which is another headache to interact with as well, because it's pre-recorded. Yeah, so the, the, the team have kind of have to practice not speaking when the clips are on, and the clips are coming on, they're going off, and they have to stand there and wait for it. But they're all, they're all brilliant. They're you all know how to challenge yourselves in your group, don't you? Yeah. We did Jesus Christ Superstar last year. I know, and, and we talked about this yeah. one. Yeah. But no, it's really good fun. It's challenging, I think... The most challenging is the the uh, the lib because it's Shakespeare, mm-hmm. and that's challenging enough. But Shakespeare with a twist, then you've got the American accent set on the starship Albatross. Yes. So, yeah. With all sorts of things going on there. We've got special effects. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, fifteen foot tentacles, which um, are being made special for us. Liz Johnson, who's got her own prop company, yeah. I messaged her and said, I need 15-foot tentacles, what can you do? And she's just designed these fantastic UV... Fif- and they're inflatable, so they kind of do you, all this all over the stage. It's going to take over? Yeah. And where are you doing all of this? We're doing it at Penn Bowling Club. Mm-hmm. We're keeping it local. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice following, Penners. There's a lot of people in the area that, uh, that frequent there, and... We've kind of built up a good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And when we'd done the last three shows there, we kind of said, why not? Let's, let's transform Penn Bowling Club into, into the, the Starship Albatross. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> you, it's, 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 it's mad challenges, a crazy show, yep. fantastic music, yep. a story that's 500 years old and yep. set 500 years in the future. Yeah, you, you bang on, that's exactly it. I mean, I think... I kind of liken it to the, Macard- the, the hot Mikado or the Mikado story, yeah. is that you might not get it even though you've watched it and come away going, that was a really good bit, but I wasn't sure about that. And even the cast are still going, well, and even I did it the other day. <laughs> well, if, if Prospero got in the spaceship and did that, well, how come he's coming back? And it's just a mad, wacky story, but Shakespeare thought it up. He got there first. Yeah, pay attention, follow the story. If yeah. not, read notes later. I'm sure there's some GCSE notes on this one that you can <laughs> maybe read sure before or afterwards. Uh, but whatever happens, enjoy the 33-plus songs. Yeah. All honestly. set with your cast. They're, I mean, they've been brilliant. It's, it's literally been a conveyor belt of dances. And um, we just didn't want it to be dance after dance after dance because we're not really a dance company as such mm-hmm. um so some of the some of it is a challenging movement rather than dance but we've got fantastic choreographer angie astle so she's uh, choreographed some of the dances for us yeah and i've added my kind of wacky twist to some <laughs> of the others <laughs> we'll see how it all works out yep. so it's 14th through the 16th of march yes how do people get tickets you can contact ticket secretary on 07591 525599 uh, you can contact us on the Facebook Looping Theatre page, which is Looping Theatre Co. And um, also, if you go on there, there'll be details on our flyer as well. Oh, Max, great to speak to you. Have a brilliant show. Thanks, Break a leg you. and uh, a tentacle or two as well. <laughs> and we look forward to the magic that is Looping Theatre Company's Return to the Forbidden Planet. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 506 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar yeah.